0: What's up world, this is the How To I Do channel and I am your host, Ed Gray, and as I always say, we've got another good one for you, and if you've watched the first four installments of our uh, topic on conflict, then this is the fifth one. This is, I believe, the culmination of all of those, it's been kind of a crescendo If you've watched the first four if you haven't watched the first four then please after this one make sure that you go back and revisit those um, so that you can make more sense of this one this one in my opinion is so important i'm actually going to skip our normal uh, intro video and just dive right into it uh, because i'm kind of chomping at the bit just waiting to to talk about this one because of its significance. Um, So here we go. Um, I know in the last video, um, I talked a lot about Tupac and uh, Martin Luther King as being great disruptors and the causers of conflicts, but good conflict, and in some cases, uh, not so good conflict. (laughs) Um, But what they both did was Ultimately, they changed the systems or had influence on the potential for systems to change. And that's kind of where I want to hang around on this one. And I want to talk about the ultimate system changer. You have any idea who this might be? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, in my opinion, was one of. No. Was the ultimate system changer. Let me say that. Not one of, he was the ultimate system changer. When Jesus walked the earth, he brought with him his kingdom because he is king. So, his kingdom is his system of doing things. There's a system and how kingdoms are ran. If you've ever watched anything or heard anything or read anything dealing with kings or queens, like even just, I think, in London, uh, or the Queen of England, rather, there is a system to that government. You can't just walk up to the queen when you get ready. It's not how that happens. You can't even just go in and, you know, decide that you want an appointment. That's not how that works. Because there is a system in place right because that is a kingdom that is the king's or the queen's system and Jesus's system collided with the system that had already been established by the people of that time so when his kingdom came it disrupted it brought conflict to that system so for instance in Jesus's kingdom, uh, health is a norm. Which is when he would heal people. To him, it was nothing because in his kingdom, that's a normality. Um, let me give you another one. There is no lack in his kingdom because he owns the cattle and the thousand. Runs the universe. It's all his. So in his kingdom, lack doesn't exist. So when we have problems with finances, he provides. He is the provider. There's another one. In his kingdom, there is no war. Because he is our people. The battle is already won. He's the ultimate king. In the world system, there is extreme lack and extreme poverty. As the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. There is sickness. There are wars in this world's system so his system is at odds with the world's system two different systems in Matthew 4 17 this is the New King James Version it says this from that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom kingdom remember? remember we were talking about kingdoms repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand so in other words turn from your current ways of living and your current ways of thinking and this world's ways of living and thinking because the kingdom of heaven is here so in essence what he's saying is now that the My kingdom is here. Think like a king. Live like a king. But not just any old king. Live like me. Jesus. So, as I always ask, (laughs) what does any of this have to do with marriage? Well, I'm going to tell you. Many of our marriages have followed the methods, the practices, and the principles of this current world systems as it relates to marriage. And by following those principles and methods and practices, we have also received the results that are associated with the following of those practices, meaning that when you follow the world systems, then many of the marriages that follow that particular guideline have often ended in separation, divorce, split ups, hookups, uh, middle law marriages. Sometimes, yes, even sometimes murder because of the system we have followed, right? So I believe that it is my responsibility to challenge you like Jesus did to turn, turn, turn from your current ways of living and thinking as it relates to marriage because like Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is here. It is present on the earth, and the benefits of its success in marriage are available to you. So, I believe that it is my responsibility to challenge you, just like Jesus did, to turn from this current system of marriage, from your current ways of thinking, from your current ways of living as it relates to marriage because the kingdom of heaven is here. It is present on the earth and the benefits of success in marriage are available to you. They are available to you, but you are going to first first have to turn your mind away from the system that you have been previously exposed to that is contrary to this one. Remember, you are royalty. So certain thoughts, certain ways of living, certain ways of thinking are beneath you. Right? If you're king, if you're royalty, then certain thought processes are beneath you. You're no longer a commoner. You're royalty. So your thoughts and your, the ways that you live have to mimic that. And this bringing back any uh, remembrance from the previous lessons, you're going to have to mimic that. Now let me be very clear that. Turning your mind away from the world system of marriage does not mean that everything is going to be peaches and, and, and fairy dust and everything is just magically going away. That's not how that happens. We are still human and we are prone to making human decisions and human mistakes. However... What turning away from that
1: old system and turning to the kingdom system will do is give you access to the tools required to build a successful marriage that were otherwise inaccessible to you as a
0: commoner. So, one of the first benefits or the first tools or the first Areas of access that you gain is you receive Jesus Himself, but you can only receive Him when you believe in Him. John three sixteen is a familiar scripture uh, that I'm sure that you've probably learned, and I'm sure that you've probably learned in uh, youth church or. Uh, Sunbeam choir, or (laughs) just hear your grandma recite it around the house. But it's for God to love the world that He did what? He gave. Because He's a king, He supplies, He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. The one other benefit that I forgot to mention when I was giving out, uh, what happens in uh, Jesus' kingdom, is that right here it says, you will have everlasting life. Why would you have everlasting life? It's because in Jesus' kingdom, there is no death. Just like there is no sickness, just like there is no lack, just like there is no war, there is no death in his kingdom another one is uh, Romans 10 9 sorry Romans 10 9 and 10 in the new English translation it says because if you confess with your mouth and confess means to agree with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart where's your heart God raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and thus has righteousness which means right standing and with the mouth one confesses which means that you agree and thus has salvation which means that your spirit has been rescued from the wilds of this world So, why don't you just take a moment to believe in your heart, then confess with your mouth, which means to agree, that Jesus is the Lord of your life, and that God raised him from the dead, and that's it. You're saved. Your spirit is sealed by God. So, take a moment to do that. And I'll explain that when we say that Jesus is Lord of your life, that means that He's the owner of your life, the owner of your spirit. So the weight of the things in this world you can give to Him because He owns it. This this thing got nothing to do with me. (laughs) So that takes that takes the stresses that we often carry around with us off of us because we have. An owner to give it to. You can have this, I don't want this. But it's only when you believe in your heart confess with your mouth. So I'll give you a moment to do that before I proceed. So believe it with you. Alright. Keep moving. When you are in alignment with Jesus' system, his way of living and his ways of thinking you can then apply his principles in your life and even in where your marriage right and you can expect results you don't have to hope and wish and, and, and think about how what happened to your parents and all these type of things You can expect results because you are in alignment with his kingdom, with his thinking, with his ways of living. Right? You can expect the results that align with his promises because by accepting Jesus into your life, you have become a citizen of his divine kingdom. Let me read this and. I'll be done here. Uh, this is taken from Second Peter, chapter one, verse three through fifteen, in the New International Version (NIV). Um, it's a little lengthy, but if you pay attention, I think all of this will make sense. It says this: His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. Remember, I told you that you have access to those promises. So that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world, Caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self control, and to self control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, by I'm sorry, therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling. And election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these
1: things. So, so what is the writer stating here? Or what is the point he's trying to make? The point is that he's trying to remind us that God has given us everything we need for a godly life. You see it right there in the first line. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. (laughs) He even says it through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory and goodness. We have everything that we need to have uh, access, You have everything to live a godly life. But, because we're human,
0: sometimes it may get a little difficult, because we are human. So, what he tells us is to remember that, add to your faith, goodness. And to your goodness, add knowledge. And to your knowledge, add godliness. And so on and so forth. Because When you perfect these things, when you continue to strive to have these natures of God, natures of Jesus enacted in your life, then it makes it easier to live the life that you signed up for when you accept Jesus' use. Because you are exemplifying his characteristics. I will not lose But when, uh, here's 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 something I say: When you do good, good folly. That's what my grandma used to always tell me. So this isn't about a doing so much as a living. How are you living? Is your life reflective of your transition to follow Jesus and accept His kingdom as your way of thinking, as your way of living? That's the better question. If you live a life. That is reflective of Jesus' kingdom, then you can exact the promises, you can expect the promises that he has promised to fulfill to you as a citizen of his kingdom. I hope this isn't going over your heads, but I'll tell you this about my own marriage. I don't really worry about divorce. I don't. Not because things aren't possible, that things uh, that I can't make a mistake, or that she can't make a mistake, or that uh, we can't make bad decisions. That can that could happen because we're human. But the reason I don't worry about divorce in my own marriage is simply because of the life I've decided to live. I have submitted to his kingdom principles so I expect my wife to uh, uh, honor me because I love her that's my role I'm following his principles so I expect certain results and the same is true for you and it doesn't just it's not just limited to your marriage it could be in your finances you'll think differently about how you handle finances And when you and your husband or wife, you know, have an altercation, you won't attack each other about finances, but you together will attack the finances. See what I'm saying? It's different. The world system has you attacking each other over financial issues. God's system says, what does my word say that you need to do? Have a plan. Put a budget in place. If you lack and there is something that is out of your reach to receive financially, then that's where he provides. Because he is king. He will provide for his citizens. So if you are working and you are saving and you are doing everything that you can, you are tithing, you are giving offering then in the financial issue, then the rest is on him to supply. Are you following what I'm saying? I hope I'm not going over your head. I'm really trying to make this as simple as I can. But there's two systems that coexist in this world. There's the world system, and then there's Jesus' system. It says, be ye of, be ye in this world, I'm sorry, but not of this world, which means that we have to live here among this system, the world system, we have to operate in it, but we don't have to live by it. We live by this system. So, like one last example, and I'll wrap this up. Uh, I don't remember exactly the scripture. I'll find it and I'll post it. But what was being said was that you know render what is, rendered to Caesar what is Caesar, and render to God what is God. which means that you have the world system that you have to take care of and you have God's system to take care of you know what I'm saying so there are two systems present but God's system will take care of you when Caesar's doesn't, when the government doesn't I'm a living witness about that <laughs> I can tell you That when you are doing and living according to God's way of living, even when things come up short or there are issues or what have you, and you are living, living, living according to uh, Jesus' standards, God's standards, then he will make up the rest, whatever it is. Lives in relationships, finances, uh, work, whatever the case may be. That's where he comes in. That's the faith and works. I've done my, I've had my faith. I've had my works. The rest is him. Now, I don't want to beat you up about all this, but I'm serious about that. Marriage is more than just two people deciding, oh, we love each other. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know plenty of divorced people that still love their spouse. So love is not enough. You need something else. You need to live by different principles. And this is the one thing that I love about my life is that we live by kingdom principles. So God holds us together. So when we have an argument or we don't really argue per se, but when we have like strong disagreements about something and I feel that I've done everything that I can to be right with God, be right with her. Then I leave that alone because that, in in that space, that's God's dealing with her. God has to deal with her because I'm a citizen in His mm-hmm. kingdom. So my uh, need needs to be supplied in the fixing of whatever is dividing my wife and I. That's His role. <laughs> But, I'll stop there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got for you. So, as always, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, comment, and visit our website, howtoido.org. And visit us on all of your social media platforms at the How to I do.